0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Russ Cordell. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. All right, praise the Lord. Well, with your permission, I'm going to dive on into the Word of God this morning. We've got all kinds of great stuff going on. So this morning, I want to dive into something, and I'm going to do this in two parts but I want to talk to you this morning about the past. God is dealing with me and has been talking to me quite a bit about the past. And I want to get into just a little bit of that. But it, there's two ways that we can approach the past. There's two, th- there's two aspects to what we can talk about the past. Some people say don't dwell in the past. The past is gone. It's bygone. But the past defines us in all these different things. And so there's really two aspects of the past that we can really talk about. Now, today is the perfect day for this because we can talk about the past in terms of honoring our bishop and how we got to where we are. He talked about the future and working with us going forward in the future, but we can't let go of the past in this regard, that this work was started in a storefront in downtown Oconomowoc in 1978 with a 27-year-old pastor and his wife who admittedly told me just the other day, he said, Brother Cordell, I didn't know anything about preaching. I didn't know what I was doing, but I had God. But I'll tell you what, this church, and if you look over here at my podium and you've seen it out front of the church, these three symbols represent our mission statement, to learn, live, and love. Now I want you to understand, if you don't remember this from Vision Launch, that learn, live, and love are very founded in the past and what was created here. It was an honoring of my bishop because of the way that he approached ministering to this community, and it's the way that we're going to minister to this community from now in the present and on into the future. We're going to celebrate the past because that's what built where we are right now and what God has done with this work thus far and where it's going. Learn, live, and love. Brother Kylie has been always 100% Opening his home, taking the time, working together with Sister Kylie, teaching Bible studies, ministering, learn about God, learn about God, learn the Word. He took me under his wing 20 some years ago and said, Brother Cordell, if you come to my house, I'll co teach with you and I'll teach you how to teach Bible studies. That began the course of my ministry in being able to reach out and teach Bible studies, having the confidence to do it and the desire to see people saved, the desire to have the ability, if the opportunity came, that I could sit down and I I could teach a Bible study with someone. Thank God for the past. Our other mission thing is to love, learn, or to live. And everything about Brother and Sister Kylie and the example that they've set for me over the last 22 years has been to live for God. How do we find ways to live for God? Focusing always on living properly for God. We're going to teach people out there. They understand how to live how the world has taught them how to live. They understand the mess that that creates. Some of you have come out of that. You know what it's like to do it your way, to do it the world's way. And you come in here and you find out there's a different way to live. That's the very core of what our bishop brought to Yochanan Walk 42 years ago, to live, live for God, and finally, love. If there's any pastor I've ever met in my entire life, there's not one that will ever surpass Brother and Sister Kylie in the measure of love that they offer every soul that they encounter. And it has been the model by which I have operated. I continue to strive for every day. Amen. Let's, work. Let's just thank him in Jesus' name. And so we celebrate that past, and we're going to continue to celebrate it. It is a monument. Everything that we do moving forward is going to be a celebration and an honoring of the past of what God has done. The Bible tells us to honor the ancient landmarks. Brother Kylie is not an ancient landmark, but... But he took the ancient landmarks and he applied them to his ministry. This is the identity. This is the DNA of abundant life. And it's not going to change. Not on my watch, Brother Kylie. It is going to continue to course through everything that we do in this ministry. Everything that we do. And we're going to keep teaching it and sharing it with you every step of the way. We celebrate that past. We celebrate that past. Now I look at Brother Clark, Brother and Sister Clark. Sister Clark grew up here. This is her home church. Her family's been here. She's making a big move. Pray for her. Love her and continue to watch over her because she's making a big move. God has called her and her husband into a great work, but this is huge. She's going to move down to, you know all the way down to Texas and, and work with all of that in support of her husband. She is 1,000% in support of her husband. That's the past that she has because she's a godly woman. This, this pastor, Hustlidge, said to me, he said, Brother Cordell, he said, that sister Victoria... That is a godly woman. She is honorable before God. That's the truth. He said, when I met this couple, they just, it, they just so impressed me. And when she talked about supporting her husband and when, where, where God calls my husband and what he's going to do, I'm going to be there. And he said, I know this couple is right You know why? Because her past has defined where she's going to go in her future. That good past that was founded in God. Brother John Franklin and Sister Marge that built into their children, Andrea and Jesse and Jeff, (laughs) and on and on. That's the past that we celebrate. And Brother Clark, who left everything behind in Texas over 10 years ago. Right? 10? Yeah. Yeah left everything behind, and came here to start afresh and new and seek God and be mentored and tutored under Brother Kylie. And I worked with him as well in the the youth ministry and so on and and, in learning and stumbling through some of those things that we do when we're young people. But that past, all the things that he's done, striving and seeking, trying to be patient, dealing with all of those things that you deal with when you're trying to come through and find what God's got for you to do, but stayed faithful And when this man, this Pastor Hustledge met him and said something, there's something there God is telling me. There's something in this young man that I need to get a hold of and I'm going to place him in my church and there's going to be an awesome work that is done in the works that I'm doing. That's the past that we celebrate. And so this morning, we celebrate those things and we will continue to do that. Honor the ancient landmarks, appreciate the past. It's not all beautiful and perfect and good. Some, there's, there's challenges and problems and mistakes and things that you trip and fall over and all that stuff. But that's the past. It's from those things that we gain wisdom. It's those mistakes that make us better. It's those things that we learn along the way that improve us as we go. But I want to take a different look at the past. As I said, I think there's two ways to approach this. And this is completely separate from these two awesome families. One coming And now one going. Folks, I wanna tell you something. And we need to remind ourselves of this as often as we can, as often as we need to. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar and the father of all of them. He is the accuser of the brethren. And I'm telling you today that if we're not careful, the past can be a poison in our lives. The opposite side of what I was talking about here just now, the negative side, the dark side of the past that we carry with us, every single one of us, the devil is a liar and an accuser and he can use that against you. Oftentimes the thing that is holding us back from moving forward in the future is the past that's got a hold of us. God spoke that into my heart as I prepared for this message. He wants us to move forward. He wants Brother and Sister Clark to move forward. He wants Brother and Sister Kylie to move forward as our bishop and as our mentor. And as he said, teaching Bible studies and reaching out to the younger ones coming up, still filling me, still reaching into my life, still speaking into my life. God wants us to move forward, but sometimes moving forward is held back by the past that's got us grappled and holds us. But I'm telling you today that Jesus Christ, he's come. He has come to set the captive free. And I believe that there's captives in the house this morning. I believe that there are some of you that could possibly be captive, held back by the past. Something that's there that's held you in the past continues to hold you. And there are things throughout the course of our lives that will continue to be reinforced. The enemy will continue to use them. As a matter of fact, it is my belief that the devil wants to weaponize your past against you. And he'll do it. But Jesus has come to set the captives free. You see, if we dwell in our past, if we hold ourselves back in the past, if you allow him to speak into your life and continue to remind you of your past, we're not taking steps forward. We're not making progress because we're dwelling in the past. We're captive of that thing. It's a prison that we put around ourselves. It's invisible. We don't see it, but it holds us back and we don't even realize it. And he's going to continue to weaponize that against you, every opportunity that he has. But today, we're going to set some captives free. If you're willing, if you open your heart, if you're willing to stand up and say, yes, I'm tired of that, I'm done with that lifestyle, the the, the enemy is not going to hold me back, I'm telling you, Jesus Christ is going to set some captives free in this house this morning. If you're a captive and you're going to hold on to it, that's your choice. Yes, praise the Lord. Paul told the Corinthians in chapter 6 of 1 Corinthians, he said, Be not deceived. Don't deceive yourselves, church. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. But listen to this. And such were some of you. You see, the enemy knows that. He knows that such were some of you. And he'll tell your story in your ear, right? He'll remind you of those things. This was you. This is what you did. This is why you can't go any further. This is why you can't be called into the ministry. This is why you can't witness to your neighbor. This is why you can't go any further than you're going right now, because here's what you did. But I want to tell you something He tells a half truth. He doesn't tell all the story. He's a liar and he's the accuser of the brethren. I don't need the devil to tell me what I know I already did. I don't need that. But here's the other part of the story because it goes on to say, but, and you can put that right in the devil's face. Every time he looks at you, every time he speaks into your life, every time he reminds you of a transgression, a failing, something that went wrong in your life, you look at him and you say, devil, but ye are washed, ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God oh devil you can come after me accusing me but i've been washed in the blood i've been sanctified by the spirit i'm full of the holy ghost i'm a child of the king i'm a priest in the household and you can't accuse me no more i'm all done with that you don't have that power over in me in me anymore that weapon is null and void in jesus name you see god gave me something in the word of god called repentance We offer our mistakes up to God. We offer our past. If you've been at this altar, if you've cried and wept and been broken, and you live a life of repentance knowing that we make mistakes daily, God said you repent from your past. You take it away from the enemy. You know why? Because he can't use it against you if you've already said it. You know what? I made a mistake yesterday, and I did X, Y, Z. God, please forgive me. And the devil steps up and says, well, you know, you did that. I already said it, devil. I'm already ahead of you because I've got repentance in my life. It's a simple key, folks. If the devil's using the past against you, if he keeps repeating everything you've done in your past, you say, no, I've got repentance. And you get a life established in your home and in your walk and in your church that no matter what the situation is, I'm going to get down on my knees. And if there's something not pleasing to God in my life, I'm going to repent. I'm going to do that 180 and the devil can't use it against me one more time. In Jesus' name. When we offered our repentance to God and we were submerged in that water, that soul-cleansing blood, That water that represents the blood of Jesus Christ, that stuff was washed away in the waters of baptism. Our sins were placed under the blood. They were blotted out. They were forgotten. There's no more in the mind of God, the sins that you repented and washed away, than anything else. Only the devil and you are the ones that can hang on to that. You see that tank of water over there takes care of all of that. You have the privilege and the right. When, you, when I put somebody down in this water and I lay them down and I cover them over in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, that water becomes his blood. It represents the soul cleansing blood. And those sins are washed away. They're remitted. They're not held back. They're not pushed forward a year. They're gone forever. They're gone and good. And your name is written down in the book of life and the book of the Lamb. And it is never coming back. But here's the beauty of that. You get to apply that to your life every single day. You own that now. See, that's the gift. God has given you that. And if the devil's going to try to accuse you and put you on the court of law over something that you did that's under the blood, then he's going to have to make it through the blood. And I'm here to tell you today, that ain't happening. When we were baptized in Christ in his name, we put on Christ. Some of you have been around for a while. You've heard it before. When I was baptized in Jesus' name in August of 1983, my name was changed. Just like Sarai became Sarah. Just like Abram became Abraham. Just like Jacob became Israel. My name was changed in August of 1983. It is no longer Russell William Cordell. It is now Russell William Cordell, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And by that name, I own, I own what God provided me in that blood. I have access to that heritage. It's now my heritage. I'm grafted in it. And the enemy cannot weaponize my past against me any longer. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, it says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. And now it shall spring forth. I'm going to do a new thing. God already had the set. He already had the plan. He spoke it to the prophet Isaiah. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul told the Corinthians in his letter, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, have his name on him, take his name on in baptism. He is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. You know what that is, a fancy way of saying to the devil, uh uh-uh. Your weapon is null and void. It's done. My name is Russell William Cordell, Jesus Christ. You are Jacob Clark, Jesus Christ. Anything that's ever happened in your past, Jacob Clark, anything that ever has gone wrong, anything you've stumbled over, anything you've failed with in the past, went under the blood in Jesus' name. And every day since then, it's gone back under the blood because you have the heart, young man. You have a heart to serve God. You live a life of repentance. You've honored him in everything that you've done since then. And no longer will the devil weaponize that against you. You are Richard Allen Kiley, Jesus Christ. The devil has no power over your past. He cannot weaponize anything that's ever gone wrong, things that we've stumbled together in ministry, all the things that we experience in that process, the devil cannot weaponize it because it's under the blood of Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 9 and 62, Jesus even put it this way. He said, No man, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back is fit for the kingdom. Now, to me, that represents kind of a warning. We've put our hand to the plow. We're here. We're part of the work. We're doing what Jesus Christ has called us to do. In other words, looking back, dwelling in the past, yearning for what you had before, if that's where you're at and if that's what the devil is tempting you into doing, you are not fit for the kingdom. That's a stern warning, I believe. You see, when the devil has put us on the witness stand, and he will, he'll put you on, he'll put, he'll drag you into his court. It's happened to me many times. He'll drag you into his court and he'll put you on the witness stand and he'll begin to recite those things. He's got a great memory and he knows all of those transgressions. He knows those things from your past and he'll start just laying them out there for you, citing the case for the jury. But while he's standing there and he's reciting all of those things, and you know that your sins are under the blood, you know that you've put that behind you, you know that that weapon is not for you. You don't go up in that stand, and when he's done all of that, you don't go up there and plead innocent, do you? Because you're not innocent. We're not innocent. We don't plead innocent because we know we did those things. But you know what? We don't plead guilty either. Because those things, again, are under the blood of Jesus Christ. Devil, I'm not going to plead guilty for the accusations that you've put in my mind, the things that you've said to me. Those things were forgiven. Those sins are gone. They're forgotten. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm not going to plead the fifth either because I have a right to speak. I don't have to hide behind the fifth. I don't have to hide behind a right to say I don't want to incriminate myself because I can't incriminate myself. Because you know what? I don't plead innocent. I don't plead guilty. I don't plead the fifth. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. If you need victory today, if you've been dwelling in the past, if the enemy's been using that against you, things that have gone wrong, places that you failed, I'm telling you right now, he can't weaponize it against you. Find your place to an altar today. If you're new in the house, if you've been struggling with these things in life, I'm telling you, this is a church of freedom. This is an opportunity of freedom. Friend, I don't, maybe I don't know who's here. I can't see all that well to the back. But if you haven't experienced this yet, I'm telling you, you make your way to a place of repentance at this altar. And God will begin to change your life. Things will begin to turn around. The things that are in your past, the mistakes that you've made, that the enemy has dwelt on and used against you and beaten you down with, are going to be wiped out clean. We'll take the top off of that tank over there. We'll submerge you down in the water in the name of Jesus Christ, and you will become a new creature in him. And that all things will be passed away. Behold, all things become new in Jesus' name. Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14 say this. It says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. In other words, I haven't made it all. I'm not telling you that I've got it all worked out. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth unto the things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I don't have it all worked out. I don't know all the answers. I don't even know how to do this job all the way yet. God's working with me on that. But I'll tell you this much, and I'm going to admit every day I don't have it all together. And if it ever looks like I'm walking around here with my nose stuck up in the air, strutting like I got something that I know what I'm doing, you grab a hold of me and say, hey, Pastor, that's not looking real good. But I'm going to tell you this much. I'm going to continue to press toward the mark. I'm going to come back after this every single day. We're going to keep striving to reach the people that need God in their lives. We're going to keep taking this ministry forward. And I'm going to press toward the mark of that high calling of Jesus Christ. And I don't care how many times I fall down. I don't care how skinned knees, bruised up elbows. I don't care if I face plant before God. My name is Russell William Cordell, Jesus Christ. And my mistakes and my failings are under the blood of Jesus Christ. And the enemy will never use them against me. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. John chapter 8 and 31 says it like this, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye disciples of mine indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It's time for the people of Abundant Life Apostolic Church to stand up and look the devil in the face and say, devil, you don't have me anymore. I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. And with that, I am going to keep on moving forward and God's going to use me to do great things in this community. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. The enemy wants to condemn you. He wants you to fall down and plead guilty. Yep, that's right. That's right, I made that mistake. I was that person before. I have no right to be here. I have no right to step out. I don't want to learn how to s- try to witness because if I do, I just know that I'm a hypocrite. Anybody hear that term? By the way, all y'all are a bunch of hypocrites because you come in, you, you send out there and you come in here in church and, and you praise and you worship and a bunch of hypocrites. Me too. Welcome to the First Hypocrite Church of Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. I'm tired of the enemy. I'm sick of the devil. He's a liar. He's an accuser of the brethren. And he's held people back. He's held people captive based on their past. And folks, I'm telling you, today is the day. It's a new day. Forget tomorrow. Hold on to the ancient landmarks. Hold on to the things that God has done in your life. Hold on to the great strides that you've made through his grace and for his glory, but forget the past. Let the past go. Get that life of repentance going. If you're struggling with something, if you've fallen, if there's a a difficulty that you've had, there's a relational issue that's going on in your life, today is the day. You can be freed because I tell you what, You're not hurting anybody. Nothing's going bad. Nothing's going sour with anybody else except you as long as you hang on to that. We can clean slate this deal. We can wipe the chalkboard off. We can wash it down. That's the God that we serve. You see, Jesus doesn't want to record that stuff. He doesn't want to remember that stuff. He doesn't want it pushed forward for a year like they did in Israel in in the tabernacle. He wants to remit it. He wants to wipe it clean. He wants to take that, that, that scarlet stained garment that you're wearing and all that crud that you're carrying around with you, the things that the world has put on you, and the things that you've brought into your life, maybe unintentionally, habits that you've had, challenges you've had in your life. He wants to take all that stuff, and he wants to clean it white as snow. He wants to wipe it completely away from you. But you got to live that. It's not a one-time deal. We don't re-baptize everybody, of course, over and over and over again. But that's why I said, once you've done that, you're a partaker of that blood for the rest of your life. I want to see some captives set free this morning. You can stand with me this morning. I told you I was going to be brief. I'd like to take more of today in, rather than speaking and have an awesome, awesome altar service this morning. I want to see some captives set free. We're on our way. If today wasn't assigned to you with our bishop returning, ready to roll, excited, fired up. he is. We talk about this on a regular basis. He's so fired up and excited to get, get in the saddle with me and begin working together, moving forward. And our pastors, and I'm telling you what, there's great things coming. There's more great things coming, and we're excited about it today. And we want you on board. If you're captive today, if you've been dealing with something, if the devil beats you up in your past, if this is your first time in the house, you don't understand any of this stuff, I want to tell you it begins with a process of repentance. What does it mean? You've lived your life the way God has guided you. The, or excuse me, the world has guided you. The way things that you've just been understanding to live, but it had not been working out too well. Maybe you've got a failed marriage. Maybe you've got failed relationships. Maybe you've been fired from jobs. Maybe you're dealing with being broke or whatever it could be. But I'm telling you, there's a life. There's a life of joy and peace and comfort in the Holy Ghost. But it starts with that repentance. It starts with stepping up to this altar and laying it out there. The Bible doesn't tell us to confess our sins to one another. It confess our faults to one another. But we're going to talk to God and lay it all out there for Him. We need to do a 180. We need to turn away from those things. And when you do that, you know what? The next step is he wants to fill you with his spirit. There's a process where once you empty out all of that stuff, all of that sin, all that junk comes out of your heart. There's a process where God says, okay, you've, you've got an empty spot there. I want to fill that up with my spirit. I want to live and reside inside of you so that every day you have to fight against that stuff and every day you make a mistake and everything that happens to you if I'm living inside you and you've been baptized in my name the Bible says that we're When we're baptized in Jesus Christ, we put on Christ. Like I said, we take on his name. The Bible says that we're buried with him in baptism. You know what? The devil can stand over your dead corpse in the bottom of that tank and blame it and accuse it and yell at it all he wants. That idiot devil is probably still standing there going, Cordell, you did this and you did that. Problem is, is that dead Cordell is still in there. I'm over here following the call of God, preaching the message of Jesus Christ and doing everything I can to please. Folks, leave that dead person behind We'll take the cover off that thing We'll baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ Like the Bible says And then the new life begins And everything that you deal with From here, here going forward Everything that you deal with You've got the blood You've got a life of repentance And you can just keep putting that stuff underneath the blood And start to live a life of victory again In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, if you're captive this morning, if you've been here a long time, things have slowed down, you've struggled with things, things are changing, new pastor, new place, new new ministries, new deals that I'm just not used to, I've kind of buried myself, work's been real tough, i got a conflict going on with a family member, and you've just kind of withdrawn. Folks, I want to tell you, person, I need you. Jesus Christ needs you. You're full of his spirit. You've been here. You know the word. We need folks out there talking. There's a relative that you know that doesn't have Jesus in their lives. There's a neighbor that you see every single day that doesn't know God and is on a path to certain destruction if they don't find a place to come to get to know Jesus. There's a coworker you sit right next to in a cubicle right next to you that needs Jesus. Folks, we need you. Jesus needs you. We are his eyes, his hands, his feet, his ears, his mouth. We need you. Don't let the devil hold you captive in a prison of nonsense anymore. Don't let him tell you you're not effective. You're never going to be used. Set yourself free today. Jesus is here to set the captive free. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, God. Lord, I'm asking you to speak into the hearts of the people this morning. I know there's folks in this house today that are dealing with stuff wrapped around their hearts. They're dealing in pain. They're struggling with things in life. There's stuff that the devil has put on them. There's captive chains. There's binders wrapped around people's wrists and hands. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, begin to speak into their hearts today. God, put a seed into their hearts today. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and we'll continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262 965 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.